Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, Carricker and Smallman on your Home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. And tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of the Blues winning their first ever Stanley Cup. And one of the players that put an awful lot, literally, of blood, sweat, and tears on the ice of the old arena is the Hall of Famer, Bernie Federico, who joins us now on 101 ESPN in our Blues booth. Bernie, it's always great to have you with us. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Thanks, Randy. Bernie, can you believe it's been almost a year since the Blues hoisted the cup? Doesn't it feel like 10 years ago? Well, it sure does, Michelle. The way these last few months, too, have gone, it's been kind of tough on everybody not being able to watch any sports, not getting back to watch hockey. But, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's been forever. But uh, it's been a nice, really, memory uh, all these months of uh, thinking about how long it took and how much fun it is to know that uh, the cup is still really in the possession of the St. Louis Blues right now. Absolutely. And Bernie, thinking back to that Game 7, at what point in that game did you allow yourself mentally to say the Blues are going to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, when Braden Shen scored the goal to make it 3 nothing. I mean, that that was, uh, you know, we were sitting up there watching the game uh, in Boston, and we just said that the third goal is going to be the big goal. It was 2 to nothing for the Blues, you know, through into the third period, and I think we all sat there and said, okay, if Boston gets the goal, all of a sudden now this is a different game. The momentum is going to really uh, come on the home team and this and that. And uh, we just kept saying, just Blue's got to get the next goal, play tight and get the next one. And when uh, it made it 3 nothing, I think that's when we first got our first deep breath, and, um, you know, the rest is history. So that, that was the, the big goal, really, of the game. Bernie, one of the things that you wrote about in your book is that if you're a good player, a young player in Canada, people are going to come out to see you play. And for most of these players, they were really good players in juniors or or even younger than that. So I would imagine it's been a really long time since these guys played competitive games where there weren't people in the stands. You know what? Yeah, that's a really good point, Randy. Like, I don't know. I mean, you have to find, I guess, ways to motivate yourself. But, I mean, I think you grow up as a kid, you're playing on ponds or you're playing out in, you know, rink that if you go there at 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is, you're trying to hone your skills. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of people watching. But, yeah, as you progress, uh, when you come, if you're a good player, as you just mentioned, uh, everybody seems to be watching all the time. And then, obviously, you start playing junior or college. There's lots of people in the stands. You turn pro, there's more people in the stands. So it's going to be a little different for the uh, players. I mean, I, I really don't know um, how that could be handled, but I still think that, uh, you know, with the modern um, things that, are, you know, all the technology that they have now, that uh, I'm not so surprised that uh, even if we have a empty building, that um, with the speakers and with things they could do with props and stuff, I think they could probably make it sound like there's going to be an awful lot of people in the stands. I think they can make it look like to, to the players that there's people in the stands and, um, maybe the guys are just going to have to find ways to, to, to use the momentum off each other. And, and really, to be honest with you, when you're playing against somebody else in competition, if you're playing 
for somebody, when I mean, you get on the golf course, you're playing for a beer. I think you try a lot harder if you're not playing for anything. And I think these guys are playing for the cup. I think they'll have plenty to play for. That's a, a great point. The inherent competitiveness of the players will come to the fore. But I do want to ask you, because when you get to the last five minutes of a game and you guys are spent physically, how much of a factor does the home crowd play? When you're playing, whether it was at the arena or Enterprise Center, and you have that energy behind you and the other team doesn't, how, how much of a factor does that play? Well, it's a comfort factor. I mean, I think that you really believe in yourselves a lot more at home. I mean, I, I think that even though when you look at how successful the road teams have been over the course of the last few years, it's still, I think, to be at home, I think uh, the comfort level is all much, always better. You know that uh, you've got those extra people that are, are behind you. You know that if something happens for the good, that everybody's going to explode. And I think that really has an effect on the on the visiting team because obviously – um, you know, the momentum changes and all of a sudden it's pandemonium in the building. So I think that could be a factor. But obviously with this now uh, playing in a neutral site, as they're talking about it, I mean, that's not going to be there. So I think that t- this does take away somewhat from the home team. But, I mean, if you look at what happened even against, the, you know, with the Blues Bruins last year, I mean, the, what the Blues won three games in Boston, Blues or the Boston won two here in St. Louis. So uh, there's I mean a lot of changes with that right now. And, and uh, I'm just anxious to, to get the game going, but I, I, I'm anxious to see how the players are going to handle playing, you know, just in, in front of no fans at all. I know we talk about the fact that they're going to have to adjust without fans in the stands, Bernie, but part of me wonders if it might not be that big of a deal for a lot of players because there probably will be some sort of crowd noise or something to distract them. But I think sometimes when you talk to players, they talk about how in the moment it's all kind of white noise anyway, that they're just focused on the game at hand. So I don't wonder if players, like you said, if even if you're golfing for a beer, you get locked into the competition. If we're making such a big deal about it because it's going to be so different from a fan's perspective, but once the players get on the ice, they might be able to adapt to that rather quickly. Yeah, I think they will, Michelle, because they they understand what, what what's at stake. And and when you know what's at stake, I mean, the guy across from you, you're, you're trying to beat him. You're not worried about uh, you know doing anything else. You're not worried about what's what's in the stands or who's cheering for you, who's not cheering for you. But I mean, I've said that all along. I mean, um, you know, people have been to games in Vegas. I mean, the atmosphere in Vegas. Um, is, is unbelievable, and if, if that is going to be where maybe one of the sites are, I mean, I think they're pretty capable with what they can do. Is it'll it'll sound, you know, with the you know the organ with the the, the speakers, they could actually you know put booing in there. You know, if, if you've got a home team, a call from the referee, uh, I think that they can make it sound like what would happen. Uh, they could you know. Um, just take some tapes from some some regular games and find out how the booing is when when the home team and gets penalty called against them. And I think they can kind of move that into the into the game uh, structure, and, and I think it'll make like uh, it, it, there's 20,000 people in the building. All right. We've got a, a cold Budweiser on the line at the 19th <laughs> hole, and it's Fox Sports Midwest colleagues Bernie Federko, John Kelly, and Darren Pang. Who is <laughs> the one that gets the free Budweiser at the end? Uh, we're talking in a golf game? Yes. Chances are it's going to be Panger. Unless unless he's giving us plenty of shot, <laughs> Panger's by far. I mean, Panger's almost scratched. So, uh, depending on how uh, he's pretty consistent with his game, uh, John and I are pretty inconsistent. So, uh, I, I would have to I would go with Panger. If you're a betting man, go with Panger. Bernie, always good to hear from you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Randy, Michelle, you guys have a great day. You too. Thanks. See you. That is our friend Bernie Federko here on 101 ESPN. Bernie's pretty darn good too.
I was going to say, I think he's, well, I, Panger, I'm sure, is great, but Bernie can probably hold his own, Well, right? and Panger's <laughs> interesting because, and Grant Fuhr is great, too. I don't know why goalies are so good at golf, but the hockey shot really does copy the, the golf swing, mm-hmm. the, the way that you have to shift your weight. And Al McKinnis can hit the ball a mile. Brett Hall hits the ball a mile. And hockey players in general, especially because they aren't playing hockey during the summer, they wind up being pretty good golfers. I'm sure. And I'm not surprised goalies are great golfers because golf is so much of a mental game. So, yep. you, I mean, if you're a goalie, you learn how to sharpen your men, your mental uh, toughness and your, you can focus on a puck coming at you at a million miles an hour. So you can definitely focus on th- what you need to do to swing and hit the ball. Yep. But it is such a mental game. Yeah. That's why I'm so bad because I'm just such a mental midget. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Let me guess. Unknown caller, you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.